Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a relationship expert, executive consultant, and life management coach. Cynthia Hyatt uses her 30 years of experience as a licensed psychotherapist to now offer in-office or concierge services through executive life coaching, consulting, and image management in order to help you be your own best version. Cynthia also specializes in speaking to groups worldwide about how to be successful in relationships, as well as artfully handling life's challenges. She has had many opportunities to present numerous educational seminars and lectures on a variety of motivational, inspirational, and mental health topics around the world. Please take a moment to visit her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's Cynthia, H-I-E-T-T.com. Her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated for current events, updates, and inspiration during your week, as well as all social media platforms. You can hear this show as a podcast on iTunes and many other podcast services. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Now, with today's fresh insight, here's Cynthia Hyatt. Well, welcome to the show. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. So thank you for joining me today and starting your week out with this type of information and maybe hopefully inspiration. And so I am so excited about today. I've been looking forward to it because we have a very, very special guest. We have Josh McDowell with us today, and he has written a new book with his friend Ben Bennett, and it is called Free to Thrive. And I have read this, and I can't tell you how inspiring it is. And one of the quotes that I loved, it says, Yet our struggles aren't random. They're signals that, when answered, can pave the way towards thriving life. And I think, Josh, that is so poignant because many times I help explain to my clients that their behaviors, even though they may be maladaptive and maybe even characterological or sinful, are trying to tell them something. Josh? Yes. Oh, there you are. <laughs> I, I was so intrigued by what you were saying, I forgot where I was even. <laughs> I'm like, I was think- we lost him. <laughs> I was thinking about the phrase that was used in introducing you in the program, and it said, be your own best person. No, version. Thought. Be your own best version. Yeah, your yes. own best per- I love it. Well, thank you, because, you know, God gave me that years ago when... You know, I, he was, because I'm adopted, so he was helping me with identity things. And when I realized that, he just wanted me to be the best version of myself, not trying to emulate or compete with other people, that nobody can compete with me. I'm a one-time occurring person. That's what I always say. You're not in competition with anyone to right. be yourself. That's right. That's right. So I, I just love this. What, what prompted you writing this? Uh, come again. What prompted you writing this book? It was, over the years, my heart's been broken so many times, Cynthia. Mm-hmm. When uh, Christian influence leaders would fall morally, crash, um, kind of like my dear friend Ravi Zacharias. Right. And it really hurt. And I called so many of them. Right. Because I'm very direct. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I asked him, what happened? You know what I found out? 
not all of them, but the overwhelming majority of them, had some unhealed hurt or unmet longing in their life that was never dealt with. And if you don't deal with the hurts and the longings in your life, you will live them out. Exactly. And then I looked at my own life and something that Dr. Henry Cloud helped me walk through, how little little stupid phrases can have a profound effect upon me. I was about maybe 9, 10, 11 years old, walking out to the bar with my father, and he'd been drinking some. He wouldn't have said this if he was sober. Right. He said, you know, you were an unwanted child. We never wanted you. The only good you are is to work the fields. Cynthia, that shattered my life. Wow. It was like a tank ran over me. And I can still feel the emotions of that moment. And Mm -hmm. I've never forgotten those phrases. And what happened was my life became one of trying to please other people. I became a rescuer because I felt as long as I was saying yes to people's hurts and needs and all, I was a loving person. But whenever I said no, I was not a loving person. And this is where in the Bible, you know, it says, let your yea be yea and your nay be nay. Right. I broke that. My yea, my yes with my head was mm-hmm. my nay in my heart. Right. I would say yes to someone, then I'd resent them. Right. And I said, well, why are you always calling on me? You know, I got moonlight to live. I've got this to do and that to do, and I don't have time for this. And I would start to resent people when it was my own fault. And when I would say no to someone, then I was... I was saying yay in my heart in the sense that, well, I should have said yes because I'm not a loving person. Right. And um, what that did in Galatians uh, 6, chapter 6, verse 2, and then verse 5, it says, uh, bear one another's burdens. And then just a verse later or so, it says, bear your own burden. And I thought, that's really contradictory until you realize when it says carry one another's burdens, it talks about the word would refer to like a boulder, a great big, huge boulder hmm. that you can't move. Personally, you need help with it. But when it says bear your own burden, it's like a reference to a backpack oh, that interesting. you can carry and you should carry. And a carry your own burden is like things that God reveals in your life that might bring about some hurt and everything else. But he uses it to mature you, to chip away on you, and to make you more Christ-like. Well, what I was doing, I was rescuing people because I always had to say yes to somebody's hurt or need for money, or I wasn't a loving person. Right. So I ended up not helping people move their boulders. I was carrying their backpacks, which meant when I thought I was loving people, I was actually sinning against Interesting, people. yes. Isn't that interesting? Yes. And so I called Henry Cloud. Uh, you know, Christians, I don't know if he's a psychologist or psychiatrist, whatever he, he is. He's he's a, yes, he's a great psychologist. Psychologist. Mm-hmm. And I said, Henry, there's a problem in Camelot. <laughs> he said, what do you mean? I said, my life, I was on top of the world. My books were selling by the hundreds of thousands. I was speaking all over the world. People were quoting me. They were looking to me for answers. And, I mean, it was healthy. But I realized during all that, I got a problem. And this might sound funny, but I didn't know what the problem was. Right. 
And I knew I can't solve this. So that's when I called Henry and said, Henry, there's a problem in Camelot. I need a coach. Will you help me? And for over a year, every time I flew home, I drove up and spent an hour, an hour and a half with Henry. And the first three or four times, all he did was ask questions and listen to me. And then for the next five, eight, ten sessions, he, he would say something, ask me a question, speak the Word of God into my life and truth that would apply to that situation. And I wouldn't be here today without two people, Bob Beal and Henry Cloud. Hmm. And third, my wife. Right. Uh, the impact she's had in my life. But I realized I can't go it alone. Right. I need someone else. And, you know, I think that's often the first step to healing. Well, it is because the enemy wants to shame us so, and he shames us relentlessly, that we feel like we already feel unlovable because of what we think about ourselves or what we're doing to medicate our hurts. And so telling someone really means that we're going to be rejected and unloved. And so we try to get our lives all together before we present it to somebody. And that's really... Go ahead. Yes. No, no. Well, one of the things I struggle with, and, and you might even clarify some things on this, is that I couldn't accept myself the way I was. Right, right. I kept saying, well, nobody else can accept me, and I built up barriers around my life. And then through various people and everything else, I started looking at the scriptures. What does God say about me? And, oh, my gosh, <laughs> I never realized that God loves me the way I am. Right, it's hard to I'm believe. Not what I it's hard, be. Yeah, it's hard to believe. Yeah, I'm not what I ought to be, but I'm not what I used to be, and I'm right. not what I'm going to be. But God loves me during the process, and He accepts me, and it really hit me. If I cannot accept myself the way I am, then I'm saying I have a higher standard than God does. Whoa! Wow! That's wow. a dangerous territory. Wow! And I learned to accept myself the way I am and to look forward to all the things God was going to use in my life to make me who he created me to be. But you know what I realized? That's a process. It'll take my whole life to be who God created me to be. Right, right. And so I'm wanting to enjoy that process as I walk through it. Well, I think that's important because I tell people all the time, the gift of time, take advantage of time. And we don't want to take advantage of time. We want to think that we have to fix it right now. If we don't fix it now, we can't go forward. And so God, God locked us in time for a reason. He knew we needed time or we'd have to go to hell immediately. Yeah. I found in my life, Cynthia, that most of my problems started with people. Yeah. And most of my solutions start with people. <laughs> most of my problems started with I, that, There's your next book right there. That, well, you know, I was thinking about because most of my solutions started with right that's, relationships. That's right, yes. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, I you, wish you, I had all the knowledge you have about this. No. No, I have you, the experiences, but I don't have the knowledge. No, you, you are such a, a, you have such a way of presenting things, and it's the humility piece that I always admire in you because you're willing to talk truthfully and not judge. And that's, I mean, even though you're going to call out somebody when it's wrong, it's dead wrong, 
but they don't receive judgment from you. And that I think that's that's huge because when you talked about words, you know, and what your father said to you, one of the things I I always am reminding my clients is I say, you know, when God said that he, you know, Jesus is the word, he's the word in the flesh. And so when you understand the power of words, they make things, they create things, they destroy things, they break things. And so words are so powerful. What is that phrase, Cynthia? Sticks and stones can break my bones, but words what? Can never harm me. (laughs) Words can never. Can never harm me? Can never hurt me. Right. Well, words did hurt me. They did hurt me. Well, we have to end this segment, but join me again, listeners, as we talk with Josh McDowell about his new book, Free to Thrive. It's quite compelling. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you for joining me today. And we have a very special guest. We have Josh McDowell with his new book, Free to Thrive. He and his friend, Ben Bennett, have written quite an amazing book on just healing from these hurts that even started maybe when we were under the age of six even. And how these words, how these interactions with humans affect us and cause us maybe to believe lies about ourselves. So the book is Free to Thrive, and it really talks about really healing from the hurt, the struggles, the deepest longings. And then when we face those, how they can really lead to a very fulfilling life. So, Josh, thank you again for being with us. So talk about... Thank you for the privilege. (laughs) You're so gracious. Oh, my goodness. So talk about these seven longings. With the seven longings, let, let, can I add something else here please, first? Please, please. One reason why I wrote the book, over the years my heart has been broken so many times when Christian influencers, people call them leaders, would crash morally. Right. Either from sexual sins or financial dishonesty. And, Cynthia, it really hurts. Mm-hmm. And um, it hurt when things came out about Robbie. Right. I wish Robbie was still alive, that we could interact with him and mm-hmm. talk. But it really hurt. And I found out with the majority, I would always call people, what happened? Uh, and these are some of the top leaders. And what I found out in most, not all their lives, in most of their lives, there were unmet longings or hurts that have never been healed. Right. And I saw something that if you don't live it out, if you don't heal it, you will live them out in your life. Unmet hurts leads to wrong behavior. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's when I took a look at my own life and thought, you know, I want to write a book that basically will help pastors to help young men and women in this church. Hmm. Uh, and so that's one reason why I wrote Free to Thrive. And some of the longings, probably one of the greatest longings in my life was the longing to be accepted the way I am. I don't think you can have a thriving life without healthy relationships. True. With people. God created us to live our lives out in relationships. 
And if you cannot accept yourself the way you are, with your faults, with your shortcomings, with the great things in your life that God has done and doing through you, that you can't trust someone else to accept you. Right. And if you can't trust someone else to accept you the way you are, then you can't be vulnerable. And if you can't be vulnerable, you won't be transparent. And I've learned one thing in relationships. Life is relationships. And if you're not vulnerable and transparent, then you will never have healthy relationships. Well, you know, I think that's so important for people to recognize. And that goes back to, you know, Adam and Eve when they were exposed and felt shame. And so they wanted to cover themselves, you know, instead of letting God be the covering. And one of the things that, that I remind people is whenever you see in the news and current whatever, you know, whenever you see someone has been public now now they've gone public on this person and this person's sins are now public i always remind them i say you know that's god's last last ditch effort to save this person he always starts out you know and you have you've experienced this so have i in in really guiding and leading us to to someone helping us so that he doesn't have to go public on us but if he goes public on us it's always so that he can heal it. But he's tried everything other than going public. And I understand that. Mm-hmm. For years, I was fearful going public. Yes. Because I thought I would be rejected. Exactly. And, and then I'll never forget, the first time I was ever really trans- transparent, I was a speaker at Crew Campus Crusade for Christ. I've been on staff 57 years. And sitting out in the audience with all the leaders and everything else, and there was Bill Bright. Now, I think Bill Bright was one of the greatest men I've ever met. Yes. But one of his weaknesses was, he said, if you walk through the Holy Spirit, you don't have any problems. And I thought, that's not true. No. Wow. The Holy Spirit, we're often filled with the Holy Spirit so God can work through our problems, not to avoid our problems. Right. And... So I opened up and shared things about my life and everything that I never shared wow. publicly. And when it was over, I was standing, I was scared. Because <laughs> Bill Bright was sitting in the third row. And I would, and here I was a leader in crew. And I would say something. And five, 6,000 people would all look at Bill to see what his reaction was to it. And boy, was it nervous speaking. When I finished, I was standing up and back. And this one woman who was a leader and crew came up to me. She said, what you shared was ridiculous. You take yourself too seriously and walked away. <laughs> wow, you must Cynthia, have hit a nerve with her. It crushed me. Yes. But you know, it was probably good for me because it forced me to really get into the scriptures to hmm. see how God sees me. And that's why I wrote the book, See Yourself as God Sees You. No more and no less. A healthy Christian is someone that sees himself as God sees them, with their blemishes and everything else, with their positive factors and all, and realizing the Christian life is not an event. It's a process. You know, I and think... And I think every day I learn to love God more. Right. 
But that is that goes back to that need to be seen and that we're afraid for God to see us, even though he does. And that's where, you know, Hagar in the desert, she says, you are the God who sees me. You know, and, and, and so counseling does a lot of that. It's like I see the person and still accept them, love them, help them, you know, like them. And so when we're, when we're so afraid, see, you allowed yourself to be seen. At the time when I was growing up at Crew, mm-hmm. kind of the atmosphere was counseling was for weak people. Right. But if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you are strong, and you don't need counseling, and you don't have problems and everything. And I knew that intellectually, mm-hmm. and I didn't believe it was true. But emotionally, I was experiencing just the opposite. Uh, yes, yes. Is that, and I think one of the healthiest things that ever happened in my life, which was contrary to my crew culture. Mm-hmm. Crew has changed now, it's different. Right. But it was contrary to my crew culture at that time when I said, I got a problem and I need help. I need help. I need someone else to come along and help me carry this boulder. So brave and, of uh, you. Thank God it was Bob Beale. Henry Cloud, Dave Bellis, uh, and my wife, Dottie. Wow. And uh, do you ever hear a man by the name of Dr. Howard Blando? No. He was a Christian psychologist but never had any formal training. Brilliant man. And uh, when I got married, I knew I had a lot of problems that could affect my marriage. So I arranged for us to meet with him. Oh, dear. You know what? I hear I hear the music. Hang on and make sure, listeners, that you listen to the rest of this. This is quite compelling. This is Conversations with Cynthia. Join us in the next segment. Well, welcome back. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Make sure that you check out the podcast. You can listen to all the shows. And we also have lots of great social media for you. So we are here with Josh McDowell. And if, you have, if you're just tuning in, make sure that you go to your favorite podcast server because this is a really poignant interview that we're doing with Josh and very helpful and, and motivating for all of us. So, Josh, keep going with what you were talking about. Okay. There's a Christian psychologist. His name is Howard Blando. Okay. And he's spoken a number of times within Campus Crusade and really helped the staff. So when I got married, I knew my past life and everything would, could easily cause some serious problems in marriage. So I talked to Dottie, and we flew to Philadelphia and met with Dr. Howard Blando. And we ended up meeting with him a number of times. And, you know, seeking counsel. Now, many people say, well, seeking counsel is a sign of weakness. Well, for me it was, but it made me strong. Exactly. I saw counsel from Howard Blando, and I said, I need help. I want to make sure our marriage flourishes. And this is what he, there's one thing I remember that changed my life, and I, the number one thing I attribute to my marriage, being so wonderful. He said, Josh, he said, you are the type of person, you're going to always want to be around people. You're a people person. You could always want to invite people to be over, be in a crowd, talk to people. But he said, Dottie, you're a very personal person. Uh, 
you don't seek out crowds and people. You're going to want to just be alone with Josh, without anyone else around, just the two of you. So I said, Josh, now this is so wise and so helpful. There's going to be times when you're going to want to be around people, invite people over and everything. You're going to have to set that aside and just be alone with Dottie. And then Mm. he said, now, Dottie, there's going to be times where you just want to be alone with Josh. You need to set that aside sometimes and be in a crowd with him or invite people over. Cynthia, I cannot tell you how many times in our life we say, we look at each other and say, well, this is what Dr. Blando was talking about. Mm, wow. And that one counsel helped us to this day through 50, almost 51 years of marriage. Wow. Just that simple, really concrete awareness of each other's differences. And how, how God, God has made, made you. Yeah, that's right, how God made you. You know, that's the introvert and the extrovert. Yep. You know, and introverts always get energized by one-on-one, and extroverts love the energy of a group. Yeah. But that is see, if, powerful. If Howard Blando hadn't counseled us that way, I would have overpowered Dottie. Well, and the other thing is, though, I, I know you don't like to give yourself credit, but I want to give you credit. You actually listen to him. <laughs> See, and that's one of well, the hardest things for us, and sometimes especially for men, they don't like well, feeling like they Cynthia, don't know something. <laughs> he wasn't cheap. <laughs> if I was going to pay him that much money, then I wanted to know what he was oh, I'm sound- not dumb. <laughs> I wanted to know oh what he gosh. was saying. You sound like some yeah. of my clients. is like, this better, this better be cost effective. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I have to tell you something really funny because I know that, you know, the last time I had you on the show, this was a couple of years ago, this is, and I've told my mother this, I, I, she, she was the first one I told because she laughed so hard because she loves you so much. I said, this is what he said to me. He said, if you and your husband are ever in California, just give us a call if you need money, if you need to have lunch, if, if you're needing somewhere, you know, that you, you don't have anywhere to sleep that night, just give us a call and we'll pray for you. <laughs> Here I was going, wow, Josh McDowell, I could go to California. And you're like, wow. And you're like, we'll pray for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, over the life, I, I probably had three people who would arrive in Southern California and call me and say, hey, I need a place to stay just as a joke. <laughs> oh, I laughed so hard. I still remember that. It was great. It really was. Very fun. So we have one more segment to go. And I, you know, I want you to think about what what you would like to tell what and really take your time you can because this is a longer segment this next one but you can kind of take your time and say this is what you want to leave people with and i do want to encourage people to purchase the book and it is called free to thrive how your hurt struggles and deepest longings can lead to a fulfilling life and i think that that's really important and that we've got a lot of people right now that are really struggling so I, I think this would be very helpful, and I want to encourage you listeners to get a hold of this book. Read it, underline it, you know, fold the pages, do whatever you need to do, because I think this is really imperative as we move forward at the time where our country is right now, that it's going to be harder and harder to live out the moral code that we know we want to live. So join me in the next segment, our last one with Josh McDowell. 
Welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. And thank you so much for all your input on social media and that it's really inspiring you. Make sure that you check out uh, your favorite podcast server. You can listen to all the shows that we've done. And today we have Josh McDowell, which I'm so excited about. And he's got a great book that I am truly enjoying. And it is called Free to Thrive. How Your Hurts, Struggles, and Deepest Longings Can Lead to a Fulfilling Life. So, Josh, thank you so much for being with us again on the show. And and t- talk about this idea of, you know, th- this. I-, I like this one of these questions that you gave. And that's, you know, these God-given needs. How in your research did you come up with what these God-given needs and longings are? It comes up from... Years of research, okay. study, reading uh, Christian authors who were psychiatrists, psychologists, counselors, but mostly looking at my own life. And and this is what really gripped me to write the book. Behind all unhealthy behavior, there's a problem. And usually it's an unmet longing or an unmet, unhealed hurt. No, that's Hurts good. Yeah. Produce wrong behavior. For example, a friend of mine who works with me, he co-authored the book, Ben Dennis. Um, you need to have him in your program and interview him for these segments also. Okay. Uh, he, he comes at it from a totally different way than I do. Same principles, different backgrounds. He really turned to food, and he became very, very heavy where people would laugh at him and bully him and everything. Very heavy. Wow. And behind his eating, just like so many people, he had some deep hurts from his father, who was a good man, but he was very judgmental and would kind of lose his cool and yell at you and everything. And he would do that with Ben. Hmm. Well, Ben is a very sensitive individual. And that just shattered his dream and affected him to the core. And he turned to, to eating. He turned to eating. And what happened was his friends would bully him. Right. Just like his father did. And he would just eat more and more until he realized he had a problem. And we deal with it in the book. It's the same principle of hurts produce wrong behavior. Right. But it's from two different stories of two different people's lives. And this is why I feel the book will identify with so many people out there. Uh, because of the back, my background and the background of, of Ben. Right. Well, you know, think, now that you say Ben, do you, I was thinking maybe we could have him join, you, join us in this last segment. What do you think? Uh... No, there won't be time for me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm running behind today. You ever wake up and say, Lord, just get me through this day? This yes. is what my prayer was this morning. <laughs> oh, you are so funny. <laughs> At least I start the day out with you, and that's like getting a good shot in the arm of B12. I love it. I love it. 
Well, I'll have Jeremy call him, and we'll see what he has to say about you. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) But the biggest thing with the book is people read the book. I want want them to see two things. One, to realize God has done some great things in their life. With every person, God has done some great things in their life that we don't realize, we don't notice. And so I want to surface these things so people would be balanced. I want them to see the things God has done in their life, who he's made them, how he uses them. But then at the same time, to see some of the challenges in their life that God wants to work through. And so the book is not focusing on your problems. The book is focusing on your life, both positive and negatively. And uh, and if I could just help one person with this book to discover what some of their hurts are, the way it's affecting their behavior, because until you discover that, you can't be healed from it. You can't do it. Right. But I tell people, please don't hesitate to seek counsel. There's nothing ungodly about it. Look, when you break an arm, you go to a doctor. If you bruise your spirit, you go to a counselor. Right. And God has given us some wonderful... Well, you're one of them, Cynthia. <laughs> God has given us some wonderful counselors. He gave me Bob Beal and yes. Henry Cloud and, and uh, Howard Blandeau. And these men spoke... But, boy, you want a counselor that speaks truth into your life from the Scriptures. Right. And the thing that surprised me... And I'm saying, anyone listening right now, you would be surprised with the way Scripture applies to your life. Look, I know the Bible pretty well. I know Scripture pretty well, interpretation all. But I would sit down with Henry Cloud. He would take a Scripture verse, speak it into my life with a total different meaning than what I thought it meant. Wow. And one of my biggest things to Henry Cloud, I realized, hey, you got to go deeper in your studying the Scripture and make sure you're accurate in the way you're interpreting it. Because Henry, uh, I think Henry is given the gift of coming from Christ's mindset into the Scriptures, and I wasn't. Uh, and so that's one thing that counseling helped me, was seeing Scripture in a new light. I think that's a great and, insight, because a lot of times clients look at it so concretely that they miss the deeper meaning of what God is trying to say. Yeah. It's just like the scripture verse that I quoted earlier and shared about my life, that your yea be yea and your nay be nay. Yes. I wonder how many people really understand that. I never did. Wow. I never understood mm-hmm. it. And uh, now that Henry Cloud walked me through it and everything and I've experienced it, it's a whole different principle in life now. Let your yay be yay and your nay be nay. I think that's so tough for people, especially when we don't want to hurt people's feelings. And we don't want to maybe shut doors on ourselves, that we kind of hedge. And we don't want to have conviction about what is really best for us. And that we might want to kind of so relationally say, well, I can maybe pull that off, when we know we should probably say no. I think one of the dumbest things people say to me, They'll have something to share with me. And they say, look, I, I don't want to hurt your feelings. Just, <laughs> I said, oh, get real. <laughs> yeah. I said, 
if you have something to tell me that will improve my life, if you don't hurt my feelings, I probably won't even react to you or respond to you. Right. <laughs> uh, I said, quit tiptoeing around me. Just tell me the truth. And truth can hurt. Yes. But if you don't hear truth, you'll never be healed from your hurts. And so uh, get off this sympathy wagon for me and just tell me the truth. Well, I, you know, I'm Now gonna... watch. In the next week, I'm probably going to get calls from people <laughs> saying, well, I finally want to tell you the truth, big doll. <laughs> Exactly. You gave me permission on law, on air to yeah. tell you the truth. Well, I, I just think that so many times we think whatever we're going to share is so much bigger than what the other person hears. And our shame, you know, and our condemnation. And so many times I, I, I talk to clients about, you know, these amazing triunes that God has created. And we have the me, myself, and I. And so I say to them, you know, how do I talk to myself about me? And when I work on that relationship or the parent-adult-child, like am I acting out of the parent part of me or am I acting out of the child part of me? And it isn't good or bad. It's what is the need? And I think that that's a lot of what your book is doing is really deepest longings, our needs. It's like why are we not allowed to have a need? Yep. Well, I'd that... tell you, if you were around, I'd probably hire you as the counselor. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know if I could afford you or not, but I'd hire you as a counselor. Oh, I'd do it for free. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, well, it's amazing. The, the biggest thing I'm going to leave with people right now would be this. Please do not take people for granted. Right. It doesn't matter how big of a image they have in people's eyes, uh, the influence they have, how powerful they are, whatever. People have problems. And uh, just don't take anyone for granted. And uh, listen to people. That's what I've had to... The hardest thing that I've had to learn to point in my white hammer at home. Honey, you don't listen to people. you got to listen to people. Um... Uh, and what helped me was when Dottie said, honey, you need to listen to understand. Wow. And what I learned is for me, maybe not others, for me to listen and understand, I have to ask informative questions. When I'm listening to someone, well, what do you mean by that? Well, how old were you when that happened? Well, what did you say to that person? Why did that person react that way? I've got to ask informative questions right. where I really don't hear what is being said. And uh, that's one of the greatest things God has done in my life is cause me to be other people-centered hmm. and to listen to what they say. And so no matter who you talk to, how big a name they are in the Christian family or your church, your pastor, whatever, realize people have problems. And it doesn't mean you're unspiritual. It usually means you're being human. Exactly. And, you know, and, uh, we have to remember, remind ourselves God loves humans. Look what he's done for yeah. humans. For all of sin and fall short of the glory of God, I think that includes every Christian leader I've ever met. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I've never met a pastor that didn't fit under that verse. Right. That verse. And uh, myself fits under that verse. Well, and I think this this whole thing about the the wholeness apologetics, you know, 
has so much to do with being able to just be human and to be seen by people for who you are. And we think our sins are so, you know, we're so embarrassed and mortified that we don't want to expose ourselves and the exposure that heals us. Yeah. Well, they're telling me your uh, your friend um, is on the other line. Yes. Bob, couldn't Bob, Bob, interview me. He, <laughs> I love that. That's hilarious. <laughs> so they're telling me, they're giving me the cut your throat. That's right. Dying. You're done. You're done. Well, Josh, thank you so yeah, much. This has been a joy. <laughs> thank you. I really appreciate you, and I appreciate the work that you do. And I am going to come to California. I'm going to knock on your door. Hey, you do, and I'll pray for you. <laughs> okay. In fact, I'll do more than that. My wife and I would take you out for lunch and even buy you a cup of coffee. You might, really? Or we could go out for dinner. And I'll pray and you pay. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, God bless tell, tell, tell people how they can get your book. Go to josh.org. Okay. Josh.org. Resources. Or um, go to Amazon. Go to a Christian bookstore. Uh, find somebody that sits down at the table. They go for coffee. Just steal it. <laughs> <laughs> But any place you get books, you can get that book. You are you crack me up. Oh my All right, goodness! Cynthia. Thank you. God, God bless. bless you. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Well, I really appreciate you being with me today and listening to what Josh has to say. And I encourage you to purchase this book. I think it is incredible. I've enjoyed it. I'm not finished with it yet, and I'm going to be certainly referring it to my clients. So I want you to have a blessed week. Make sure you check out the website. It's brand new, and I'm so excited about it. And have a wonderful rest of your day. God bless you. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. The messages and teachings shared during the show are given as a way to reach you, the listener, with ideas and insights on how you may not only improve your life, but have more successful and meaningful relationships as you become the best version of you. Cynthia is available as a keynote speaker or guest speaker for your corporate or spiritual events. Cynthia is able to customize a message for any audience attending a meeting, retreat, or conference. In addition to this, she oftentimes partners her messages with music as she is a singer and musician. Please contact her through her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can download the most current show from her website at CynthiaHyatt.com or hear a replay on your favorite podcast server. Please take a moment to visit her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated and leave your ideas and comments about today's show. Now, be your own best version. <laughs>